presented by Baller TV, Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. I'm a Venice, California-born, Los Angeles-based sports fan, one that has played, coached, announced, and promoted sports my whole life. My love affair with sports started in my own backyard and has led me to this podcast. Thanks to the support of the Amateur Athletic Union in East Bay, I'm excited to bring you Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. When twin brothers Dana and David Pump were born in 1967, the UCLA Bruins and their legendary coach, John Wooden, were in the midst of the greatest run in collegiate basketball history. Between 1964 and 1975, the Bruins won 10 NCAA tournament championships in 12 years. I can tell you from my own experience growing up in Venice that it was a tremendous time to be a college basketball fan. This is our three-part series on two of the most influential figures in the history of college basketball, exclusively on Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Yeah, that's me. You know, we've always had a passion for the game of basketball and people, and uh, we've been on such a, a, a great, uh, uh, just a run through the game of basketball. And it's done so much stuff for us, opened up so many doors around the world. While my love of basketball played out in backyards, on Catholic school blacktops, local gyms, and parks on the west side of Los Angeles, the Pumps cut their teeth on hoops in the San Fernando Valley. Northridge Park was home base. They graduated quickly from playing and went on to coaching youth teams in various sports. We were park rats, Dana recalled in a 1987 interview with the LA Times. We were always living at the park. Our parents never wanted us separated. The boys had a knack for business and the drive to cash in. As Dana said, we've had a good run and we know how to work together and so forth. Industriousness, a cornerstone of Coach Wooden's seminal work, The Pyramid of Success, was the foundation for the Young Pump Brothers. We used to tar driveways and sell candy. People didn't want to say no to us because they knew who we were and that we were hard workers, the Pumps told the LA Times. They made connections, they put in the work, but most of all, they loved basketball. I love basketball, it's in me, Dana told the Times. My name is Pump, I even live on Celtic Street. The love of the game would take them places they could never imagine. Uh, like, I, I obviously knew who you were because I'm such a big basketball fan. It came up a few years ahead of you, uh, guys. I was at St. Bernard High School. I know you guys were in the Valley area and, and at Bel Air Prep and the like. Um, but it was fun to dive into some of those names from the past that were concurrent with you guys, like Stevie Thompson and the like. And I would imagine, is, is that pretty much where you got your, your basketball, Jones, was, was uh, when you were younger out in the valley there? Basketball without borders to, you know, being on a yacht with Magic Johnson, my idol, my hero. And it's, it's been a great run. Been an unbelievable run. I, I think I, caught, I, I dug into some article uh, when, you, when you first started, I think you're both about 20, and you were talking, um, you, you, you're quoted in there saying that, you know, your parents were always very supportive, but you guys were self-contained. You, you know, be, being a twin, you know, you have your own teammate. You mentioned Stevie Thompson. So both Stevie Thompson's sons just grew up, and Oregon State just made the tournament. Stevie's yep. the assistant in Oregon State, and his son had a great career there. And uh, so... When I watch basketball today and I, and I see so many kids, you know, I've known their parents and, you know, maybe their parents before that. And, and basketball, 
uh, it has, has such a rich history. And I think when Dane and I were involved in basketball in the um, early 2000s, it had a great run. There were so many great players in Los Angeles. And we were fortunate. A lot of them played for our AU team mm -hmm. from James Harding to Paul George mm -hmm. to Clay Thompson to Gilbert Arenas to the Holiday Brothers. So wow. L.A. is before us was very rich. It was. It was. It was, it, it was a great time. I mean, um, you know, my hero was Leon Wood, who was over at St. Monica growing up. Um, and, and that was like got me so involved in basketball. And I can only imagine you guys had similar feelings for people in, in your area. What was the, um, what was like, I know you, you were involved a lot at your local park and you're, you're playing there and then, then immediately turned into coaching. What was the uh, moment that said we should run a, a basketball camp? I think when we were uh, in college, I mean high school at Bel Air Prep, we started our first little basketball camp. Yeah. And uh, that's where the kid Burson went and uh, <laughs> we started it right there in Northridge Park. Northridge and Park. we really had no idea what we were doing, but we had a love for the game and a love for people. And that camp seed that we planted many years ago, you know, it's grown in so many different so many places for us. So, so that led, um, was the idea as, as the camp got a little bit more successful, you, you made relationships out in that area and, and you were able to bring in some pretty good coaches yeah. to supplement what so, you're doing. So like we started the, the, the basketball day camp mm. that led it to our scouting service that every school would subscribe to. And our, our motto, it's all about relationships. So once again, we go, we start selling scouting services to all the schools. We started, you know, evaluating players. And, you know, there's not a head coach today that then we started an all-star camp. We couldn't go to superstar camp and have mm -hmm. access. So we started our own West Coast all-star camp and it's who's who. Then Sonny Vaccaro, who was our mentor, we started the, the tournament in Vegas with the big time. With Kobe was there, you know, and Tim Thomas. We had so many great players. And we kept opening up different doors. We started the first junior college basketball camp to give coaches access. And then we started uh, an exposure, like a uh, travel team, like Athletes in Action. Right. And right. We, we were playing 80 colleges in a so month. Nice. And we'd have eight games, I mean, eight teams. And then, once again, the relationships with ex-college players playing for us, uh, ex-college coaches, like Jim Herrick, uh, uh, we wanted James Harden to play for us. And his high school coach, Scott Paris, says, don't talk to him during the year, but when the season's over, I'll let you sit down. So we go to Tony Romo's on Avalon in Carson, and we bring Jim Herrick to be our coach, and we hire Ed O'Bannon to be the assistant. James Harden went to Artesia. Yep. So after our meeting at uh, Tony Romo's, obviously, we got it done, and that's how we got uh, and, and And the thing is, as Dana just said, you know, little fish become big fish. Mm. So many of today's superstar college coaches, Dana and I can say, oh, he was the assistant coach here, he was the assistant coach there. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we've been able to use those relationships and continue to go to those relationships and so forth. And... Uh, you know, basketball uh, continues to change how the recruiting is and so forth. And, uh, you know, now it's very challenging for the last two years um, for kids to get a lot of exposure. You, you talk about, like, little fish becoming big fish. Uh, you know, to an extent, that was, it was you guys. And you always seem to pivot 
and be ahead of the curve at the right time. So the, the one thing that you preceded really social media, because when I was younger, it was all about Street and Smith. And yes. that, but by the time you <clears throat> read Ruben, the magazine, yeah. that player may or may not be that good, or they may even be injured. But you guys came out with what was the California Cajun report? Yeah. And that was so much more current. Like you yeah. could read that and you go, oh, they're over there at that high school. I'm going to go there. And yeah. watch so maybe we would go get the Street and Smith. That was a big deal to us. Then when it yeah, came out, then we go to the newsstand on Van Nuys Boulevard and, again. And, and the other thing was Blue Ribbon with uh, Chris Wallace. That was a big thing. But social media has changed for the good and the bad. And uh, kids today now, uh, you know, if you're a seventh, eighth grader, uh, it's amazing. I just watched the documentary on uh, Sierra Canyon. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Dana and I got to see it in the early stages and, and where it is now. It's a major program. It's a major college program. Their schedule, they fly all over the it's, world it's, and play. And their crowds, and, and those kids are all superstars. When you guys were in high school, there was something that happened, and I would have been actually in high school, maybe, I'm, I think I'm a few years ahead of you. And, and I always point to this one time, okay. So Coach Wooden, you know, had his run of the game up through 75, and the Bruins even made the NCAAs again, the finals in 80. But it was 80 when Dave Gavitt formed the Big East. And that's about the time ESPN came around, and pretty soon they had that, that conference. And, that, and then <clears throat> Big Monday. that was Big Monday's work. You know what? It was the only show in town. Yeah. It was like the uh, Monday Night Football, it was. Monday Night Basketball, the Big East. But the Big East had great players. Yeah, you know, you they sure did. Mullen, you know. Patrick it, Ewing. I, I, I mean, it was. Syracuse was loaded. Yeah, it was unbelievable because ESPN built up a Big Monday. And as Dana said, you're in the East Coast, you know, you're based in the garden is the Mecca. It's As that built, and you get through 84 stuff, um, I almost point to you guys as the West Coast response. In other words, like I felt the best players in L.A., Stevie Thompson, Earl Duncan, we're suddenly going back east, and that blew my mind. I was like, what? You're, you're not going to UCLA? But somehow our star players in L.A. and the Valley needed to have a place because there really wasn't that much programming before you guys launched your... No, but, but, but I think the, the Big East was such a draw for so many kids because of the TV and so yeah. forth. And, and I think, you know, it, it had a really good run, but then... Uh, you know, the Pac-10 before the, you know, now it's the Pac-12 started blowing up and mm -hmm. a lot of the kids would start staying local and, uh, you know, Which? and then when Paul Westhead was at LMU, mm -hmm. uh, he had something special going on there. And UCLA was again the players then. Mm -hmm. They had Hazard and they had Reggie Miller. They won the NIT, which was right. so different. And then Southern Cal... George Ravin comes in, mm -hmm. and Hank and Bo go to LMU. Yeah, and you know Oregon State had Gary Payton. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and Oregon wasn't a dominant force like it is now. But you know, you know Jason Matthews goes to uh, Pitt. You know during that mm -hmm. era, so yeah. a lot of guys. Austin Crochet goes to Probably. Providence. You know. Right. Yeah, that was such a such a draw. You had your camp going, and that started to really grow. And then you had your travel team, and then you started to host event. Is is that right? You started to host a tournament. Yeah, I mean we had a tournament at LMU 
called oh, the Best of the West, oh, and, and yeah. then we had a tournament in Vegas. So like we had a circuit before there really was a circuit exactly for for the kids, and basically, you, you know, like I tell everyone, all we were was a platform, and uh, yeah, you know, you built a platform. Huh? Yeah, we built a platform to help kids and so forth, and. Uh, you know, now it's changed. Um, mm -hmm. All the major shoe companies have their own platform. Right. And we were like an independent before that happened. You, you So was your first affiliation with a shoe LA Gear? Uh, no, it, it was Nike. It was and, Sunny. And, then it was LA Gear. Then it was Adidas. But LA Gear came to us with Leonard Romano, yeah. who went to ABH in high school. Yeah. And Leonard said, we want to legitimize the brand, you know, and they were, we, we did some shoe deals with Leonard. It was like Shaquille at LSU, uh -huh, Dale right. Brown. Harold Miner at USC. Yeah. And, 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 and so forth. And you know what? There's some great stories over those years. LA Gear, um, you know, they were having some technical issues with their shoes and stuff, but it was fun. You know, we, we <laughs> what were, was their technical issue? I mean, on a major TV, I think it was the Tennessee game, a shoe blew out. And, uh, the Zion moment. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> yeah. It, exactly. And they had shoes that lit up and so forth. They sure did. Yes, yeah. I remember that. Yeah. John Calipari, the head coach at Kentucky, was at UMass, and we gave him his first shoe deal, and we laughed today. It was 5000 and we took three and gave him two. And, and uh, I actually went with them to the uh, Alaska shootout. And he had a Camby and Lou Rowe, and sure. that was a fun time. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the SSDL post-show show of all shows. I'm Chris M. Allport, and joined at the SSDL Sports Desk by the former Cal Baptist Lancer basketballer, the 2010 All-State Selection from San Francisco City College. Marley Rice. Thanks, Chris. Today we are not coming to you from the 7428 in the Sentinella Adobe Corridor, which we all know is in the shadow of LAX, but instead we are broadcasting from the brand new Alpha Command Unit campus in beautiful downtown Burbank. It's quite a joint. I hope you enjoyed Straight Out of Northridge, part one of SSDL's docu-series interview with basketball pioneers and philanthropists Dana and David Pump. We did the interview at The Verge Company's historic Samuel Goldwyn Beach House in Santa Monica. Part two will be released on August 19th on YouTube and LA36 Cable TV. Now it's time for the soon to be wildly popular segment, What Did Dan Patrick Learn? Yeah, I mean, it's a straight ripoff from the Dan Patrick Show, but rumor has it that Dan Patrick, the legendary sportscaster, has become a huge fan of sports stories since he found out that SSDL won not just one, but two telly awards for our mini documentary on Mr. Clutch himself, Jerry West. That's right, Chris. Sports Stories won a silver telly for best online documentary and a bronze for best sports feature. And as we all know, the Dan Patrick Show has been nominated for multiple sports Emmys, but has yet to win one. <laughs> Dan Patrick and the Danettes are kind of like the Susan Lucci of sports Emmys. Well, okay then, Marley. What did Dan Patrick learn? He learned that in the interview, Dana was on screen left and David was on screen right. That's all? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Moving right along, we have to recognize the medal winners from the United States at the 2020 Tokyo Olympic Games. 
that have also been guests on Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Totally. First off, big congrats to Abby Weitzel, who won silver in the 4x100 medley and a bronze in the 4x100 freestyle. Abby, of course, was an AAU Sullivan Award nominee in 2020, which was produced by SSDL. Hey, we do some cool stuff here. The next winner to recognize is another AAU Sullivan Award nominee, Grant Holloway. The Wonder Boy won the silver medal in the 110-meter hurdles. He was awesome. And finally, the greatest volleyball player of all time is now the first coach to take the USA women's indoor volleyball team to a gold medal. The one and only Karch Karai, who sat down with Denny for an epic five-part series last year, furthered his legendary status in the sport by leading the women's team to the promised land. I'm just so happy for this team and these amazing women in this program. I told them not only are they badasses, but they are now gold medalists! Well, that'll do it for this post-show show of all shows. We will see you again after part two of the Pump Brothers docu-series on Sports Stories with Denny Lennon. Sports Stories with Denny Kick it out, yeah. book! <laughs> yeah, kick it out! <laughs>